Blog Talk Radio. Early childhood sexual abuse is a terrible crime against the persons of children, both male and female. There have been many studies, longitudinal studies, that have looked at what happens to a child over time who has been sexually abused or who had been sexually abused as a child. It is interesting that Mary Shelley's Frankenstein was a picture or a portrait of her father, whom many believed had sexually abused her. This is the way she viewed herself, someone as fragmented and put together, someone who was dead. And this is a very chilling and telling tale of what many people believe of themselves who have been sexually abused. Many believe that they are unlovable even by God. Many think that when they look back upon the abuse, they believe as adults that They are guilty because they should have done something as a child. Let me say that when these people were vulnerable children, they did not have the insight of an adult at their disposal. They were children. And many of them were deceived by family members. Most abuse occurs uh, by family members or a step-parent sometimes even by a parent. This is called incest. And so it is a very, very unfortunate reality in the devil's world. And so I want to say to you tonight that as we go into the study, I hope that God will bless you uh, in where you may be in your, uh, in your walk or you may be You may have a background in uh, sexual abuse, early childhood sexual abuse, and no one understands or you feel no one understands. Well, I want to say to you that God understands what you uh, uh, have experienced. I'm going to start in Matthew 19, and uh, I'm going to read verses 13 through 15. Matthew 19, verses 13 through 15. Then little children were brought to Jesus for him to place his hands on them and pray for them. But the disciples rebuked those who brought them. Jesus said, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. When he had placed his hands on them, he went on from there. 
These same words are found in Mark chapter 10, verses 13 through 16, and Luke chapter 18, verses 15 through 17. And so these words are very, very important uh, for us to read and consider. But before we go on, I want to give you a few definitions. Um, uh, the first is that of suppression. Uh, suppression is the active attempt to block out or bury painful thoughts. Suppression. Once again, suppression is the active attempt to block out or bury painful thoughts. On the other hand, repression is the unconscious success of having buried a thought or feeling. Repression is the unconscious success of having buried a thought or feeling. So I want to read to you, uh, now I'm turning to the Old Testament, and I want to read uh, to you from 2 Samuel chapter 13. And uh, in this chapter, there is a very powerful and most unfortunate story of sexual abuse. Chapter 13 of Second Samuel begins, In the course of time, Amnon, son of David, fell in love with Tamar, the beautiful sister of Absalom, son of David. Amnon became frustrated to the point of illness on account of his sister Tamar, for she was a virgin, and it seemed impossible for him to do anything to her. Now, Amnon had a friend named Jonadab, son of Shimea. David's brother. Jonadab was a very shrewd man. He asked Amnon, why do you, the king's son, look so haggard morning after morning? Won't you tell me? Amnon said to him, I'm in love with Tamar, my brother Absalom's sister. Go to bed and pretend to be ill, Jonadab said. When your father comes to see you, say to him, I would like my sister Tamar to come and give me something to eat. Let her prepare the food in my sight so I may watch her and then eat it from her hand. So Amnon lay down and pretended to be ill. When the king came to see him, Amnon said to him, I would like my sister Tamar to come and make some special bread in my sight so I may eat from her hand. David sent word to Tamar at the palace. Go to the house of your brother Amnon and prepare some food for him. So Tamar went to the house of her brother Amnon, who was lying down. She took some dough, kneaded it, and made bread in his sight and baked it. Then she took the pan and served him the bread, but he refused to eat. Send everyone out of here, Amnon said. So everyone left him. Then Amnon said to Tamar, bring the food here into my bedroom, so I may eat from your hand. And Tamar took the bread she had prepared and brought it to her brother Amnon in his bedroom. But when she took it to him to eat, he grabbed her and said, Come to bed with me, my sister. Don't, my brother, she said to him, don't force me. Such a thing should not be done in Israel. Don't do this wicked thing. What about me? Where can I get rid of my disgrace? And what about you? You would be like one of the wicked fools in Israel. Please speak to the king. He will not keep me from being married to you. 
but he refused to listen to her. And since he was stronger than she, he raped her. Yet Amnon hated his sister in, with intense hatred. In fact, he hated her more than he had loved her. Amnon said to her, get up and get out. No, she said to him, sending me away would be a greater wrong than what you have already done to me. But he refused to listen to her. He called his personal servant and said, get this woman out of here and bolt the door after her. So his servant put her out and bolted the door after her. She was wearing a richly ornamented robe. For this was the kind of garment the virgin daughters of the king wore. Tamar put ashes on her head and tore the ornamented robe she was wearing. She put her hand on her head and went away, weeping aloud as she went. Her brother Absalom said to her, Has that Amnon, your brother, been with you? Be quiet now, my sister. He is your brother. Don't take this thing to heart. And Tamar lived in her brother Absalom's house, a desolate woman. When King David heard all this, he was furious. Absalom never said a word to Amnon, neither good nor bad. He hated Amnon because he had disgraced his sister Tamar. Now, I want to take a look at this, at this word desolate, where we read at the end of verse 20, uh, and Tamar lived in her brother Absalom's house, a desolate woman. So this word desolate means to put to silence. It means astonished, also stupefied. This word is also found in 1 Kings 1, 6. So and notice David's attitude. Notice what is going on with him. Notice the setting. Notice Jonadab. Notice the way everything was set up in order to uh, rape this young woman. This is a very tragic tale. And it is a very tragic reality. It is a sobering chapter because it tells us about, we learn about deception, we learn about uh, how this young, beautiful woman was set up and what had been done to her. She had been raped by her brother. And notice that she lived with her uh, in, in Absalom's house, a desolate woman. Too many young women who have been sexually abused as children or even raped uh, have this story or one like it. I want you to know that the Word of God knows human behavior and what people do uh, and what uh, individuals encounter in life. God knows this. God loves Tamar, and God saw what was done to her. What a horrific reality. What an unspeakable crime against her person and against the image of God in her life and in her heart and who she was. God knows that there are persons who have been shattered in this manner. And God wants you to know that he has seen this happen 
And God wants you to know of his love. God wants you to experience his presence in your life. You can call out to him. You can cry out to him. You can tell God what happened to you so long ago, or maybe it was a recent event. What a terrible secret to hold on to. If you tell no one else, you may tell God the truth of what happened to you and by whom, so that you can, your heart can be set free. Please know that you are not beyond the love of God. You are not beyond his love. God loves you. And God has prepared a way for you to come to him through his son, Jesus. Come to him. Tell God about what has gone on with you or what may be going on now so that your heart can be set free, so that you can come out of that fear. Because some abusers will tell children that very unfortunate things will happen to them and their family if they tell the unspeakable secret or what has what was done to them or what is currently going on. Watch your children carefully. Note whom they are around. Do not allow your children to be around no sexual abusers. Interview. Ask questions. Don't be shy about your children. Ask questions. Find out whom they're with. Understand the background of these persons. Even at church, please understand that many children are sexually abused by leaders in the church. You should know this. You should understand this. Protect your children. Teach them who they are. Teach them how valuable they are to God. It is imperative that they know that they can find healing in the love of God and in his presence. And they must, they must understand that they are never beyond the love of God. God wants them. God loves them. And God will never toss them away. God values who they are. And it is imperative that these people know that they are accepted in the beloved. So many of them struggle with self-acceptance. God says, I will accept them in my home and in my heart. Good evening. My name is Dr. Josiah Rich, and God bless you.